Welcome to the CL Talks podcast. Each week, we sit down with different guests who provide unique and insightful perspectives on various topics. Let's dive right into this week's episode of CL Talks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another CL Talks. I'm so excited about being here with you and bringing you the Word of God. The Word of God is so rich. It is so powerful. It feeds us on a daily basis. God told us that we're not to live just by bread alone. And oh man, do I love bread. But we don't live by bread alone, but by every word, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Not only the way you feed yourself physically so that you can have strength, you can be sharp during the day, But also we need to feed our spirit, man, which is more important, so that we can be knowledgeable, discerning, and uh, spiritually ready for anything the enemy has. I just believe that you are doing well. And just remember one thing before we get into the Word tonight. I want you to know that you are being prayed for every single day. Not only every day, but every night. We have intercessors, Tava and myself, our staff, We are praying for you and over you. So remember, you're undergirded with intercession on a daily, regular basis. And that's what I want to speak to you tonight about, and that is this. When enemies attack. Let me say it one more time. When enemies attack. Notice, I did not say if enemies attack. Because remember, we have spiritual enemies. We're going to see that in just a moment. But when enemies attack, and let me tell you something about the enemy, our enemy, the devil, the principalities, the powers, and the rulers of darkness, and demonic spirits that, that move upon and then move through people. They are ruthless. Uh, they are demonic. Uh, they are evil. They show no grace or mercy. And not only that, they are not partial to whom they attack. They will attack everybody. Doesn't matter what level you are in your spiritual walk, they will attack every single person. So they prey upon every human being and especially, listen, you know why I push you uh, uh, learning the Word of God, filling your, your mind, uh, educating your mind, renewing your mind with the Word of God, feeding yourself, building yourself up, because the enemy will always look for the weakest, and he'll look for those that are weary to attack. But let me say something. That's where you and I, as the body of Christ, we come to the aid of our brothers and sisters. When they are fighting the fight of faith, we should be undergirding them with intercession. If we see one of the parts of the members of the body in trouble, then all of us need to rally. All of us need to to start interceding and start standing with them and start believing with them. Regardless, remember what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, if one part suffers, we all suffer with it. But we just don't leave it to the suffering. We get into the, the battle, we get into the inter, intercession. Let me give you uh, a, a description right now of spiritual warfare. And I want to take this out of Deuteronomy, the 25th chapter, verse 17 and 18. Again, it describes the way our enemies act. And in Deuteronomy 25, 17 and 18, 
God is speaking to Moses and he says this, Never forget what the Amalekites did to you as you came out of Egypt. In other words, when you come out of that bondage, when you've been set free, the, the, the devil hates anybody that has been set free, that has freedom or liberty, and been set free from his chains, his shackles, and his bondages. He will then immediately come to attack them. That's what it says in Mark the 4th chapter when it talks about the sower sows the word. The enemy comes immediately to attack and to what? To steal the seed. To steal the seed of what? It says the word of God. So he said, never forget what the Amalekites did to you as you came out of Egypt. They attacked you. They attacked you. And, and it says this. They attacked you. Now watch this because this is so important. They attacked you when you were exhausted and weary and they struck down those who were straggling behind and they had no fear of God. No fear of God. Again, let me show you this because this is so vitally important. They struck down those who were straggling behind. To me, these are people that are not building their house on the rock. They're not taking time to get in the Word of God. They're not taking time to build their lives and, and, and their families off of the Word of God. And when I don't start taking the Word of God seriously and building my life off the Word of God, guess what? I'm straggling in faith. And so the enemy looks at that and he sees that and then he comes to attack. And many times when we get weary, he will come to attack. And, and so he'll, he'll ramp up the attack. Let me, let me say that. He'll... he'll come in with more force. Uh, he will come in with more activity sometimes when he sees that we're exhausted because he fears if we're exhausted, we're not going to resist in any way. So it says they struck down those who were straggling behind. And the other thing is they had no fear of God. Listen, the devil doesn't fear God. You and I have the fear of God on the inside of us, not a tormenting fear, but an honor and respect for him and his word. But the enemy does not. He doesn't look at you and say, oh, wow, you're really growing. You're really progressing. I'm just going to leave you alone for a while. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. He said, no, they are progressing too fast. They're, they're, they're growing, uh, maturing uh, in the things of God and in the Word, and so we need to do whatever we can to stop them. Listen to what it says in Ephesians 6, chapter, verses 10 through 14. Paul is saying, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and, and His mighty power. And then what does he say? Be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. It's not by might. It's not by strength, but it's by, our, by the Spirit of God. And so he says, be strong in the Lord and the, my, His mighty power. That's supernatural power, the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil uh, who is planning and plotting the tax against us? It is the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Now, the devil moves upon people in flesh and blood to get us to fight one another. That's what he desires. So that we will bite and devour and destroy one another. He also knows if, we can, if he can get us to fight against one another, he knows that a house divided cannot stand. A church divided cannot stand. A nation divided cannot stand. So that is his strategy. And guess what? It's working. It's, 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 it's working. Okay? But we have a strategy also that God has given us. Weapons. So it says, we don't wrestle, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. But against, here's what's behind the flesh and blood. 
against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against the mighty powers in this dark world, against the evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy. Now watch this, in the time of evil. Now remember what I said. I didn't say if the enemy is going to attack, he will attack. He's always plotting and planning. Okay, he's looking for those and seeking those whom he may devour. He's always doing that. And and it's in the attack that he finds out the depth of where we are in our spiritual maturity. Okay, so then after the battle, you will be able to stand. Now notice it says after the battle. There is not many times an instantaneous deliverance when we get into a spiritual fight. We have to fight, intercede. We have to use the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. And sometimes we have to use it so much that sometimes we get weary. And I'm going to show you exactly how we, uh, how, how we take care of that in, in, in that situation. So he says, so he says uh, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body of, God, of the armor of God's righteousness, which is so vitally important. It is amazing that God's righteousness is something that we need to understand when you're fighting a battle. You're in right standing with God. The enemy is not in right standing with God. The enemy is the enemy of God, just like he's the enemy of us. So how do we, as the church of Jesus Christ, how do we handle these attacks? Number one, we have plenty of weapons. The number one weapon is intercessory Prayer, because it is so vitally important. Intercessory prayer. So what is intercessory prayer? It means this, to act or interpose in behalf of someone in difficulty or trouble. Notice it says in difficulty or trouble. To act in behalf or interpose in behalf of someone that is in difficulty and trouble. That's us. That's us as the, as, as the body of Christ. When we see our brothers and sisters that are in trouble, something is going on that is not right. We see an injustice taking place. We are to stand up for them. We're to help them. Okay, We're to intercede, but we're to come alongside of them. We're to speak out because the Bible says that we are uh, not to take part of the, the unfruitful works of darkness. Uh, we are to expose that. That means to speak out concerning that. So he says, to, uh, on behalf, intercessor prayer, in behalf of someone in difficulty or trouble, as by pleading or petitioning to those with the power of, to change things. To change things. That's exactly what intercession is. And by the way, we are to imitate Christ Jesus. We are being conformed into his image. And the Bible says we are to even walk. That means to live, to conduct ourselves even as he lives. So what is one of the most important characteristics right now of Jesus being seated at the right hand of God. Let's listen to this. In Romans the 8th chapter, in verse 34, I want to read this out of the Amplified Bible. It says this, Who is the one who condemns us? 
Okay, one of the reasons that we don't have much intercession today or prayer, pray with confidence is because we come with condemnation. We allow the devil to condemn us. And the Bible says there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You need to rebuke condemnation. The Bible also says in 1 John that even if our own mind condemns us, God is greater than our mind. God is greater because of what he's done. Don't let the enemy condemn you. Rebuke that in the name of Jesus. So he says, who is he who condemns us? Christ Jesus is the one who died to pay our penalty. And more than that, who was raised from the dead and who is at the right hand of God interceding with the Father for us. Wow. The Bible tells us that Jesus is forever. He lives. He is interceding all the time. For us as his saints. You say, what about the world? That's our responsibility, the church. We are to be interceding that the world be saved. That, that's the reason we say, give us the loss. And we're praying for the loss, for the Holy Spirit to convict of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Open the eyes of those that are walking in blindness and pray for the loss. That's our responsibility. Jesus right now, his responsibility is to pray for us. What is he praying for? He's praying that we will fulfill the Great Commission. He's praying that we will walk the way he walked and live the way he lived. He's praying that we will continue to carry out and advance the victory of Jesus Christ by what he did destroying the works of the devil when we find those works. Amen? Praise God. So, I want to take you over into the Old Testament for right now because I want you to see that there is an outline there given to us by God for spiritual warfare and for intercession. And I want to show you not only that we have Moses interceding, but I want to show you how intercession and the fight of faith work together. I also want to show you how the generations are supposed to work together. Okay, I want, to, I want us to read from Exodus, the 17th chapter, verses 8 through 13. Let's watch this. While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalekat, Amalekat attacked them, and Moses commanded Joshua. Now watch this. This is how the generations work together. Moses was the older generation with wisdom. With wisdom. Listen to me, young people. The older generation does have wisdom. We've been through a lot. Uh, we have white hair. And there's a reason the Bible says we have it because it's the wisdom that we have learned over the years. And Joshua was, was submitting himself and learning underneath Moses. And then Moses sends him out to go and attack the enemy that has now attacked them. So it's like we're fighting the fight of faith. So he says this, we're still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men and go out and fight the army of Amalek, for us. In other words, go out and fight for us, okay? And, and we're supposed to be fighting together, remember that. The enemies that come against us comes against the whole body of Christ. Regardless of what color we are, because we're all creating the image of God, we are to fight for one another. We're to stand for one another. We have enemies attacking us from the outside, and we're supposed to stand hand in hand, arm in arm, and be united together and fight against the enemies that are coming to try to destroy us. 
So he says, fight the army of Amalek uh, for us tomorrow. And then watch what he's going to do. I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. And so Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of the nearby hill. And what did they do? They began to pray. They began to pray. And watch this. As long as Moses held up the staff, which, is, which basically uh, is an example, an illustration of intercessory prayer. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. Oh, come on, folks. Somebody give me an amen right now. As long as we are interceding and we are praying, and as long as people are fighting the fight of faith, I'm telling you right now, we have the advantage because it is God's power that we are releasing when we begin to intercede and begin to pray. Instead of throwing up your hands, complaining and murmuring and just giving up, listen, fight, intercede, pray. And so he, so he says, the Israelites had the advantage. But watch this. But whenever Moses, he dropped his hand, he stopped his intercession, the Amalekites gained the advantage. He, they gained the advantage. So guess what? The moment we stop praying, the moment we stop interceding, the moment we start fighting the fight, stop fighting the fight of faith, guess what? We're giving the enemy the advantage. He gets on top. He's supposed to be under our feet. But the only way he gets on top is when we stop applying and stop activating the weapons that God has given us. Moses' arms soon became so tired that he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and her found a stone for him to sit on. And I like to reckon that that's the, the rock. We're, we build our house on the rock. We're sitting on the rock. We're standing on the rock. And the rock is Jesus Christ and the Word of God. And so he said, And then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands, so that his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, glory to God, this is amazing. As a result of that, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in the battle, which is so important for us to understand. Now, let me just say this. Number one, intercession undergirds and releases the power of God as we fight the fight of faith. In 1 Timothy 6, 12, Paul told, uh, Paul told Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. What does that mean? We just saw a good fight. It was a fight. It was a bloody battle, but it was a fight. It was not an easy fight. The enemy at times got the advantage. and It looked like the enemy was going to win, but they kept praying. They came up with the strategies. They, kept, uh, they did not stop uh, uh, praying and interceding, and so therefore they did not stop fighting. And, and so it's important that we understand until the battle is over and the one in what we're believing God for, you cannot stop interceding. You cannot stop praying. You cannot stop using the Word of God. You've got to continue to do it every second, every moment. I'm telling you, every hour, just let it come out. Let it come out. And the more that you're speaking the Word of God, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You're reinforcing your faith. You're continually to build your faith. 
And behind the scenes, we have friends that we are supposed to be praying and interceding for one another. When one of our brothers or sisters gets into trouble, something happens, and we see it, and they're fighting the fight of faith, we need to intercede with them. And, and those two together cannot be stopped. The enemy cannot, can, cannot win. Now, here's another point I want you to see so important. The fight did not end quickly. When Joshua went out to fight, it didn't end quickly. Okay? Matter of fact, we find out it went all day until the sun was setting. All right? The intercession did not end quickly. It got tired in the intercession but something came, someone came along to help in that, in, in that time. So the fight didn't end quickly. And as long as Moses continued to intercede, they were winning. But when he stopped, they began to lose. Listen, I know some of you right now, you've, you've become weary and you, you've prayed, you've used the word of God, and you're like, well, is God going to do something? What is he going to do? Yes, he is. Okay, I can't tell you how long your fight will go on, but I can tell you this, don't stop fighting. And I'm going to show you, I know you get weary, and I'm going to show you what we are supposed to do as a body of Christ when our brother and sister says, I'm just tired, I'm, I, I'm weary. But don't give up the fight, because that's where intercession comes in. That's where we in the body of Christ are to intercede for you. Okay, so... so in, in, in verse 11 again, it says, As long as Moses held up his staff, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. The Bible tells us in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verse 35 and 36, it says this, So do not throw away this confidence, this confident trust in the Lord. That's the key. You've got to trust. You've got to trust God. Remember the great reward it brings you. You're going to receive the answer. You're going to receive the, the, the reward, but you're going to have to fight for it. I, I, I know we don't like that, okay, but we're going to have to fight for it. The Bible talks about us being long-suffering. We don't want no suffering, okay? We want short suffering, but the fight, we got to continue to fight the fight of faith. So he said, remember the, the reward it brings you, uh, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will that you will receive all that he has promised. That's the key. They had promises. God was their protector. God was their shield. God was their fortress. God said, I will fight the battles. But they had to go out and fight. God is with us when we are fighting. But also, listen to me very carefully, intercession is so vitally important. That's the reason that it's so vitally important that a church, a local church, when you have members that are going through things, you just don't pat them on the shoulder and say, hey, I'm praying for you, but really don't pray for them. I'm going to tell you this, this is dangerous. When we say, oh, I'm going to pray for you and we never pray for them, or we just pray this little teeny prayer, oh, oh God, help them during this time, that's not intercession. Man, if you're going to pray for somebody, you tell them you're going to pray for them, you've got to go to war with them. You've got to fight with them. You've got to intercede with them. You've, you've got to begin to pray and intercede for them. It's very important. Listen to this very carefully. 
if my wife or my children are going through something, and I know that my wife is fighting the fight of faith, you know what my job is? My job is to undergird her with intercession. There are many times that, that, that both of us have faced diff- difficult situations or maybe attacks in our bodies or something of that nature. You know what? Uh, as long as I'm standing in faith and fighting the fight of faith, Tava is right there interceding for me. She's praying in the Spirit and interceding for me. She may have to go to work and everything, but when she gets in the car, she's interceding. She's fighting the fight of faith for me. When my wife... Is, is sick or my children are sick, I cannot tell you how many times that, that I've prayed for them, but I intercede, undergird. I've set up late at night at times, 3 o'clock in the morning, and interceding and praying for them. I'm telling you, intercession is not just some little namby-pamby prayer, not some little just quick shot, just a, a fast little thing to do. No, when you're fighting this type of spiritual warfare, you've got to get in there and intercede. I would intercede many times and still have to go to work. When I went to work, I was tired. I'd come back and, and, and kind of take a nap, but then I would start interceding and praying again. And I do not stop intercession. This is not because I'm a pastor. It's because I am a, 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 a brother and a sister. I am a child of the living God, and I have on me the responsibility to help. And every local church, church when they have people that are going through troubles and trials and tribulations it is our responsibility to pray for our congregation it is our responsibility to pray for one another and I'm not just talking about pastor you should be praying for them I do every single day pray for you but it's not just me it's all of us as brothers and sisters finding out that something's going on with somebody and start interceding in prayer I have never understood why people keep their troubles secret like how are people going to know how to pray for you if you keep it secret? See, right there on our website, there is a prayer request. If you're going through trouble, you're going through issues, you should already be up on that website putting that prayer request up there and letting people know so we can start interceding for you. We can start praying for you. That's so vitally important that you have the power of intercession behind you. Listen, Joshua needed the power of intercession of Moses and Aaron and her behind him so that he could defeat the enemy. When you are being attacked by the devil and you're using the word of God and you're fighting the good fight of faith, you also need friends around you. You need brothers and sisters around you that will stand strong and start interceding. And you need to call them or text them or email them and let you know, hey, I'm going through a difficult time right now. I need your intercession I'm fighting the fight of faith I'm believing God but I need your intercession right now this is what God is showing us concerning spiritual warfare and so much of the church today I'm not saying all of the church but so much of the body of Christ so much of the church today doesn't understand that one of our responsibilities is to pray for one another that you may be healed it's more than just laying hands on each other that's great that's good because Jesus told us that but it's intercession intercession, praying until there's a victory, praying until something changes. So spouses, when your spouse is fighting the fight of faith, you don't need to just be walking around like this and going and talking to people, well, I, you know, I, I guess she's doing okay or she's doing good, she's under this, she's under that. Where's your intercession? Where is your intercession? Where's your intercession? I, I, I remember 
when Cameron was first born, and, uh, and, and just there were some issues. They thought it was meningitis. They thought they were doing all kinds of tests, and Tava took him to the hospital and, and uh, went into the hospital and saw these tubes and stuff. And I, I was like, what is going on here? And, and so, so I, when I saw that, it, it, I, I was just stirred on the inside, and I said, no, enemy, devil, you're not, this is not going to happen. You know, I mean, I don't know what's happening, but I know the Holy Spirit does. So I started speaking. Tave and I started speaking the Word of God. We laid hands on him, started speaking the Word of God. And I sat right there in that chair, and I just interceded and prayed, prayed in tongues. When the nurse uh, would come in or the doctors would, would come in, I would listen to them and, and what they would say. But then I'd go right back into intercession. And I'd just start praying and praying and praying in the Spirit. Pray. That's the reason you need to be, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Believing God. And, and, and saying, Holy Spirit, pray through me. The will of God, the perfect will of God for, this, for this, this, uh, this situation. And I knew what the will of God was because the will of God was for him to be healed. But I've got to intercede. I've got to sit there. And I did that. And Tava did that. And we did it for hours upon hours upon hours. Until I, I, I literally got weary. I had called some of the folks at the church and said, Hey, pray for us. This is what's going on. They went into intercession and started praying for us also. The next morning, we got incredible report uh, concerning. We can't find anything. We have no idea. We can't find it. I knew what it was. It was an attack, just like we're having right here. It was the Amalekites that were attacking, okay? And, and, and so that's what you've got to understand. The enemy will attack. He'll attack your children. He'll attack you. He'll attack everything he can. But that's where intercession and church intercession and, and all of us together praying for one another. Glory to God. I'm almost excited <laughs> I'm, uh, so he says don't throw away your confidence but listen to this number two this is very important understand this please God has chosen covenant men and women to be his channels through which he operates listen to this in this earth and through their intercession and action promised victory is the end result Notice, through their intercession and action. The action is the fight of faith. Fighting the fight of faith. So, listen to this. With that statement made, the nation of Israel would have been defeated unless unless a person interceded. Did you hear what I just said? Remember when Moses stopped interceding? The enemy gained an advantage and started winning. When we stop interceding for our nation and all we're doing is just uh, wringing our hands and watching everything that's going on and listen to all this negativity that's coming through the airways, and, and, and that's all we do, and all we do is just say, oh, God help us. You need to start praying in the Spirit. We all need to start praying in the Spirit and intercession. You know the enemy wants to destroy our nation, and we need to buck. Buckle up, we need to stand firm, and we need to start praying and interceding 
for our nation. We need to start interceding for the injustices that we see. That God will expose it. That God will bring it to light. And that God will move and bring it. And when we intercede, there is a divine intervention of the power of Almighty God that will change things. Guarantee it will change. But if we're not interceding, if we're not fighting the fight of faith, and we're not standing and doing what we're supposed to do, we're going to lose ground. We're going to allow the enemy to take our ground. And we, we don't want to do that. So... Here's the reason intercession is so important. Listen to this, Isaiah 19, 16. And he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. What does that mean? Listen to this. God governs this planet through men and women that are in covenant with him. Did you hear what I just said? God governs this planet through men and women that are in covenant with him. Let me prove to that to you in, in Psalms the 8th chapter, verse 4 and 7. Watch this. What are mere mortals? That's us. What are mere mortals that you should think about them? Human beings, that's us. One race, the human race. He says human beings that you should care for them. He does care for us. Cast all your care upon him because he cares for us. Yet you made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. Now watch verse 6, very important. You gave them. You gave them. Remember Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve, I give you dominion. You gave them charge over everything you made. Gave them in charge over everything they putting all things under their authority. And, and, then, and then he goes on and starts talking about what's under their, their, their authority. But now listen to me. Intercession, intercession over periods of time can become tiring and become weary. Let me go back to verse 12 and, and listen to this. Moses' arm soon became tired so that he could no longer uh, hold them up. So Aaron and her found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amclech uh, in the battle. Okay? So intercession, let me say this again, intercession over periods of time can become tiring and one can become weary. Listen to what Galatians 6 chapter says. Let us not grow weary while doing good. Intercession is doing good. Fighting the fight of faith is doing good. For in due season, we shall reap, watch this, if we do not lose heart. If we don't lose heart. That's the key. That's the reason the Bible says guard your heart with all diligence. Because out of it comes the issues of life. So intercession at times can become weary as we go through this fight. But let me just say this again. Don't give up. And, and, and tell people to help you in intercession. Tell people what you're going through so, 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 they, can, so they can help. So someone, someone came to the rescue. Okay? Someone came to the rescue when Moses got tired. There are many people who are watching me right now. You have become weary in your fight of faith. You must reach out and let intercessors start interceding for you to help you. It's very important that you understand that. 
don't keep this to yourself. How can we know how to pray for you if you don't tell us you're going through something? You can, again, go up on that prayer request on our website and fill that out. Be specific and let us intercede and let us pray for you. And, 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 and find friends. You want to have friends that know how to intercede and, and, and pray. And, and so what happened? So we find that Aaron and her came along to help Moses. Moses was interceding, got tires, arms dropping. But Aaron and her came, put a stone under here, under here held up his arms uh, as he was interceding so that he can continue to intercede because they knew once the arms dropped, the enemy was going to gain an advantage and Joshua could, could lose the fight. So what does Aaron represent? Aaron represents the priesthood of believers. The priesthood of believers, that's us. And her from the tribe of Judah represents the power of praise. But also Aaron and her represents the older generation and the new generation, the younger generation working together to help Moses and Joshua to secure victory. It doesn't matter how old you are. Nobody's put you out to pasture. You, you don't ever retire in the body of Christ. You can be an intercessor. You can continue to pray. You can still be involved, every single one of us, until God takes us to, to come to heaven or Jesus comes or we go the way there. Stay involved. Don't give up. Don't give in. Get into intercession. Let your house be a house of prayer. Begin to, to pray. Listen to Joel, the, the second chapter, verse 28 and 29. Then, after doing all these things, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. People. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men, look at the generations together and your young, your young men will see visions. In those days I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike. Now, now it, which is so vitally important for us to see that. In these last days, God's poured out His Spirit on every single one of us. And, and by the way, when you intercede and you're praying in the Spirit, the Bible says you're building yourself up also. So we are the priesthood now. That's us in 1 Peter, the second chapter, verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Glory to God. That's your identity. That's who you are. Don't listen to what people have said about you. Don't listen to about the naysayers and negativity. Realize in the body of Christ. Realize as a son and daughter of God and a joint heir of Jesus Christ who you are glory to God you are a royal priesthood a royal priesthood you are a chosen generation a holy nation his own special people to proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light and what are we supposed to do we are supposed to praise right now that will hold you up the priesthood the word of God holds you up but we are to praise right now listen to Psalms 8 chapter verses 1 and 2 Lord your name is so great and powerful people everywhere see your splendor your glorious majesty streams from the heavens, filling the earth with the fame of your name. You have built a stronghold by the songs of babies. Strength rises up with the courses of singing children. This kind of praise, listen to this, I love this. This kind of praise has the power to shut Satan's mouth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to stand up and shout right now. Are you, did you hear that? This kind of praise has the power to shut Satan's mouth. Glory to God. 
Childlike worship will, listen to this, childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. Glory to God. That is incredible. So, what are we saying here? We're saying intercession, fighting the fight of faith, praise and understanding your identity and who you are. That will hold you through everything that you're going through. So, man and woman in covenant union with God, what do we become? We become God's channels to release His power on the earth. To release His power. We are the channels. Listen to James, the fifth chapter, verse 16 in closing. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful, wonderful results. Come on, folks. Moses represented the intercession. Joshua representing fighting the fight of faith. When you're fighting the fight of faith, you need intercession, but you also need people to intercede for you. Joshua's out on the battlefield just like we're on the battlefield. We have people interceding and praying. And folks, we need more people to understand. Intercessory is not a call. Intercessory is a responsibility. And it's a privilege that we have to be able to pray. And when we do, as the channels of God of interceding for our brothers and sisters. We release the divine power of God to come on the scene and to change that which could not have been changed unless somebody interceded and somebody prayed. Come on, step up. I, I know who you are. I know you, are you, you chosen generation, you royal priesthood. That's who you are. That's who you are. Mighty man and woman of God, that's who you are. Stand up. Be an intercessor. Find those that are hurting and fighting the fight of faith and come alongside of them and undergird them like Aaron and her, and let's lift one another up, and let's pray for one another. I'm telling you, if we do that, we'll see an outpouring of the Spirit of God. We'll see people healed, raised up like you have never seen people. We'll see God change things in people's lives. Again, prayer requests. Go up and say, uh, uh, okay, I heard pastor, and I'm, I'm giving this to the intercessors to help me through this situation. Do that, and we will pray, but also... You need to start finding people around you in the church. Make friends with them that will intercede and let them know you're going through something. And let's pray for one another. Amen. I, I mean, Tava and I, we've, we've given ourselves to intercession. Uh, we have tremendous responsibilities and stuff. But when we find out something's going on, we will intercede. And by the way, we intercede for you every single day. Every day we intercede. And we got others right here that are interceding. Don't give up your fight of faith. Keep holding on. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now. Lord, you see those that are weary and tired. And now I release the power of the Holy Spirit of the living God right now. In Jesus' name, to those that are weary and tired. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray for a fresh filling and anointing right now of the Holy Spirit of God to come upon them in Jesus' name and strengthen them with your power, Lord God. In Jesus' name, give them the boldness. Raise them back up, Lord God, in Jesus' name to get back into the fight, get back in the battlefield in the name of Jesus. In the, and I declare and prophesy, you will not sit down and quit. You will not throw in the towel. You will not turn and run. You will in Jesus' name. No, you're not going to quit. Father, I thank you right now for them raising up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God, that all of us as intercessors 
Open our eyes to see when our brothers and sisters are hurting and we will pray for them and lift them up in the name of Jesus Christ. And let me just say this to you. If you've never received Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life or you've been living in sin, hey, what do you do? It's very simple. God's already done everything. Everything. All you do is say, Father, I repent of my sins and I ask your forgiveness in the name of Jesus. I confess Jesus Christ as Lord of my life. And then raise your hands and say, Father, fill me to overflowing with the Holy Spirit and with power. And I guarantee you, He will do it. Amen. So, let's stand firm. Intercession, fighting the fight of faith and standing and interceding for one another. Amen. Thanks for listening to the CL Talks podcast. You can find the notes from this conversation in the show notes below. For more information and talks from Covenant Love, just search for us on social media or head to mycl.church. We'll see you next week.